we do not call it a project manager it's called the program coordinator so program coordinator is the one in charge for the uh, BCP and he's the one who's planning and who's uh, assigning assignment to the team and doing resources and he will be the one accountable so if a problem happened and the plan is not working fine he will be the one responsible for that uh, this is the BCP team and it should have people from senior management from security from business partner for remote business associate uh, uh, from IT from legal and I think if it's a government sector they should also have someone from PR because if a government a disaster happens for government someone need to go to the media public and explain what is the situation but if you keep everything secret this is definitely will affect their business and people will start losing trust in that okay this is their responsibility the ones that we explain and one more time do not forget that people come first so whatever bcp it need to be implemented the first thing to be done is the uh, uh, people uh, planning now uh, this is the content of the BCP, the statement, uh, statement of authority, role and responsibility, plan, goal and objective, applicable law, regulation, everything. Uh, it needs to be evaluated one per year at least to make sure that it's still applicable and that all the resources that are depend on it still there. So, okay. Now, when you do a, a, a BCP or DR, it needs to be tested. Otherwise, it will be something academic. So we need to test and we have different way for testing. So for instance, we have a full interrupt test that we are simulating a real disaster and do a full interrupt. This will involve transporting people to other places and uh, recovering and it will take time, but you have to do that. We have another kind of testing is called the uh, walking through testing, which is just sending this plan to different department and they will check if it's applicable or not and sign we have a parallel testing you are keeping your business running but you are doing a parallel testing on a similar site so there is different kind of testing for the planning and you need to implement most of them especially the full interrupt because you need to see if this plan is realistically or not and it need to be maintained one per year at least uh okay so before going to disaster recovery to close the bcp as i told you the business continuity planning should have some plan inside and one of the important plan is called the emergency planning uh, so the emergency planning will explain it's a sub plan for the bcp will explain what should be done for evacuation and for making sure that people uh, will leave uh, or, or will uh, will be evacuated in a proper way. Now here is the question I saw inside the exam. They are telling you if a disaster happened, what should be done first? First, number one, evacuate people. Number two, implement the BCP. Number three, uh, implement whatever. I mean, let's talk about one or two. Evacuate people or uh, implement the BCP what do you think I believe some of you may think evacuate people because people come first but actually you should first 
do the BCP because inside the BCP it will have the plan for evacuation because you cannot keep screaming to people evacuate the place they will you're gonna have a lot of uh, damage and people will, will will hurt themselves it should be done according to the plan so the evacuation plan is a part of the BCP so it should be done according to BCP it should not be done randomly evacuating people because unless it's planned it will do a lot of damage so don't get confused about those kind of question everything should be uh, should be going according to plan in any domain the objective of IC square is that you should have plan for everything and everything should be going according to plan second part will be the disaster recovery planning or DRP and I think the DRP it's a sub plan for the BCP because the business continuity is a generic plan while the DRP it's a technical plan for recovering the system but not all business are only depending on the technical part some business have some operations some sales some training so the DRP it's only focus on the technical part and on this lecture we're going to see the same terminologies that we went through the last time uh, on, on a lecture uh, on the network domain where they will be repeating the type of backup type of raid redundancy and so on so the disaster recovery plan it's about how to recover the technical document uh, technical part of the business and I'm gonna add some template to be aware or to check how it look like now in the disaster recovery plan you're gonna find the risk what risk may affect the technical infrastructure the cost and benefit and the priority should be a cost effective in disaster recovery we have things that need to be recovered on short term mid term long term by the way when we are talking about long term usually especially in planning it means more than five years so things not can uh, uh, should not be recovered all of them at the same time i mean uh, no unless your business needs that but you need to identify what need to be done on short term and what need to be done on midterm and what need to be done on long term uh, so if you need to recover on short term you're going to need to do mirroring site we going to re-explain that again on midterm you need to do a, a rebuilding okay so one of the things that we are going to re-explain one more time it was explained in details in the network and telecommunication is the type of backup first before talking about type of backup how backup will be taken are you going to take on tape or disk are you going to do a mirroring uh, backup mirroring mean a alternative uh, uh, backup are you going to do a remote journaling electronic vaulting do you remember what is remote journaling and electronic vaulting backup which is a side a remote side that take transaction by transaction like banks or a remote sites that take ba bulk backup so just to memorize what is the full backup and differential backup and incremental backup full backup are taking a full backup incremental are taking the last change as a change from the last taking backup and differential are taking the change from the last full backup 
If you don't memorize that, please refer to the backup lecture inside the network where this part has been explained, the difference between differential and incremental. And mainly the difference will be while you are restoring. You need less amount of tape if you're going to do a differential backup. In this lecture, we will be talking about alternative sites. Sometimes in your plan for major disaster and for critical business, you may need to have an alternative site. So if a disaster happened and you are not able to run your business from your uh, present sites, you may need to another site. You, you may need to move to another site. So in alternative sites, we have, let's see, five, not just four. First site is called the hot site, and another name for it is mirroring site. And this will be a site that is fully equipped with the furniture and machines and even data. And the information are synchronizing from your primary site to the mirroring site. So if a problem happen or a disaster occur, you just need to move your people from your current site to the mirroring site. And they will be able to be up and running within hours. So the definition of hot site or mirroring site is the site that can be up and running within hour. You'll be having your business up and running. Then we have the warm site. And warm site, it's uh, a site that has equipment and has computers and has uh, communication, except it doesn't have data. So if a disaster happen, you're going to need to move your people and you're going to need to get the uh, information tapes and recover or restore them. So it will be up and running within days. So as a definition, a warm site is a site that can be up and running within days. Then we have the cold site. It's just a place with light and communication. You need to have furniture, you need to have machines, you need to have data. And this is can be or can recover the business or can be up and running within weeks. We also have a site called a portable site or sometimes it's called site on wheel. It's like a van where it's like, uh, you know, has some main uh, devices that allow you to run the business from the van. Now, besides those alternative sites, there is a very important site and quite interesting also. It's called the mutual site. So this site, also you need to be aware of. So let's see. The, so we have the hot sites, the warm sites, the cold sites, the mutual or multiple. Uh, this is one or yeah, mutual aid agreement site or reception agreement. What is that exactly? Now. Some business cannot afford to have two different sites with equipped with all equipment. And uh, after all, it's a site that you may never use. I mean, maybe the disaster will never, will never occur and you may have never to move to the alternative site. So uh, you are paying rent and you are getting furniture and you are testing people, but you may have not to, uh, able to use it. And besides, as I told you, some business 
uh, it's very hard to have a replicate site. For instance, a newspaper uh, uh, companies that uh, publish news, you know, those equipment that they, they have are very, very expensive. And they cannot have an application of that. So another way for, for alternative site is that assume that I have a newspaper. I can check for someone that has the same business but are located on different city or on different places. And we can have an agreement together. It's called the mutual, mutual aid agreement. Saying, okay, if a disaster happened on my side, since you already have the same equipment because we are on the same business, I'm going to go move my people from my side to your side and they will be working on your side. And if a disaster happened to you, you can move your people uh, from your side to my side and they will be able to resume working using my same the same equipment I have. So this is theoretically, it's actually very uh, effective, except practically it's very hard to enforce. So disaster, for instance, happen. You take your people there. They are quite busy. They don't have, so you cannot enforce that. But theoretically, it seems very uh, uh, realistic idea. So those are the different kind of sites. And you should know the definition, what should be up and running within hours or days or weeks and so on. So getting back to our presentation. So type of site is also important. Uh, now, recovery team uh, should be mainly similar to the BCP team has every uh, member of the team and those are the people that whenever a disaster happens they know exactly what to do and they know where to start and uh, they have all the process and don't forget those terminology which is the RTO and MTD and so on okay. and we have also a team called the salvage team what is the salvage team is the team that is responsible that once the disaster is finished he needs or his responsibility start. I mean, recovery st recovery teams start when the disaster start. They start working, they have the plans, they do everything. Now, the disaster is finished. People has been moving to the alternative side. Now they are working fine. And disaster is finished. So I need to get people back to the original side. Who's doing that? The salvage team. So salvage team start once the disaster finish and their responsibility is to retrieve the people or get the people back to the original location once it's clear and once the location are ready to be used one more time so those are two different teams 